When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you are all keeping safe and well out there, despite what we've had to witness at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yet another defeat to talk about, becoming very, very difficult at the moment to do these shows. As you guys can probably imagine out there, you're probably feeling our pain. Before we dissect yet another real poor performance, poor result, I'm pleased to somehow be able to conjure up a panel for this one in, like I say, real difficult circumstances. I've got Lee McQueen. Back on a train where, Lee, the train is coming off the tracks fast at the moment. Well, we said at the beginning when he was appointed, this is a crazy train. And I thought it might last. I've always said it's an interim appointment. And I said it might last, you know, two and a half seasons if we're lucky. Well, uh, hello, uh, crazy train riders and listeners. Um, it's, the wheels are falling off already, right? So it's, it's one big crazy train. The trophies might be coming, but it's bloody hard work at the moment, I tell you. Yeah, I'm not too sure what trophies are going to be coming at the moment. I mean, it's just crazy. It? First full season when we're discussing the manager's future. Quite incredible here. Also pleased to have back on the show. He's obviously not pleased to probably be at the moment. Jamie from the Daily Hotspurs back. Jay, sorry to put you through this again. No, no, it's all right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. It's so, so difficult at the moment. Um, you know, I went into the game. I've got people telling me, oh, we're nervous for this one. I didn't have any emotions for this one. I, I, you know, my emotions have been killed over the last couple of weeks. You know, the football, I, I, you know, the last couple of games, I just haven't been able to watch. It is literally unwatchable. It's embarrassing to kind of support this team and watch the players just go through the motions and, and barely, barely at that. Um, and the performances just totally disjointed. No passion, lack of plan B. 
and it's just so painful to watch. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, I totally expect us to lose tonight. And, uh, you know, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, you know, you look at the stadium, you look at the players we have, you look at the facilities we have, we should not be going into games expecting to lose. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really not an acceptable situation right now at the club. Chris, Jose Mourinho, a man that me and you both plunged for very, very hard at the very start of, you know, when it was... The, you know, the, who was going to be coming in to replace Maurizio Pochettino. Can you quite believe what you're watching, Chris, in terms of it unravelling so quickly before our eyes here? You know, um, we all know with Jose Mourinho that it tends to be, you know, a, a cycle of maybe three years, maybe two and a half at best. But first full season, Chris, what is going on at our football club at the moment? Good question. That was absolutely awful. That is one of the worst, if not, the worst first-half performance I've ever seen uh, watching Tottenham Hotspur in my life. That was embarrassing. Um, we just had no idea. We were absolutely clueless. We just didn't know what was happening. There weren't players showing for one another. Um, you know, no one running into space, which is just one of the most simple, basic things that you learn in football as a young kid, running into space. There was none of that today. Looked absolutely clueless. And we have gone from, you know, sitting top of the Premier League for five weeks this season to now falling into eighth place, now looking like a mid-table team. Champions League football for next season looks a million miles away. And good question, Rick. What the hell is happening at our football club? Because the future at the moment just doesn't look very good. You know, three straight defeats, Liverpool, Brighton, and now tonight. And then, of course, we've got West Brom next. It's worrying. Worrying times ahead. Jay, I'm actually going to start the show with you because um, you wasn't on the last one. And I think it's only fair to kind of see where you're at at the moment. I mean, it's five defeats from nine in which has seen really our league campaign implode. I think I'm putting politely there to say the word implode. Mm. Just, Jay, where are you at the moment in terms of Tottenham Hotspur, um, the manager, the identity, lack of identity? Yeah. What is going on at the moment? What no, is look, happening I, to us? What is yeah, happening to us? Uh, look, I was really, I'm really, really gutted because I really wanted Jose Mourinho to succeed at Spurs. Um, I felt he was the manager that would come and deliver, start delivering trophies for Spurs, but it's just not working and it just hasn't worked, unfortunately. Um, you know, you look at the way he's kind of managing the situation, the way he's alienating players. You see players like Gareth Bale just kind of being thrown under the bus, Deli Ali being thrown under the bus. And these are all incredible players and he's kind of just absolutely putting them to waste. It's, it's you know, it's so gutting to see Gareth Bale back at the football club and you you kind of see the way he's been wasted. Deli Ali, I mean, he's almost been forced out the door. It's just not acceptable. Um, and, you know, and then you look at the performances as well, um, especially some of the attacking players as well. They're just kind of being shackled by the way that we're having to play. You know, Steven Bergvine, a fantastic attacking player, but having to play as a fullback. Gareth Bale, a guy who's been limited. So many of our attacking players are just being wasted. Um, and it's, it's very painful to see. And, Again, the performances, just the players aren't playing for him anymore. Um, and, and it's just, it's so painful to watch. There is no plan. I don't, as I said, I don't really have any emotions going into the games anymore. Um, I've just lost that from it. So I think it's, it's a very, very worrying situation. And I really, really would reconsider kind of our position in terms of the manager at the club. Lee, coming around to you, you know what I find bizarre? And I saw someone actually also say that the same kind of lines on Twitter towards the end of that game. Like, you know, the five minutes of urgency, you know, the end, oh, the end of that game from Tottenham, it kind of shows 
it makes it even worse, doesn't it? Because you end up thinking, you know, what if? And it's almost a dishonesty and almost like a betrayal of just how rubbish we really are at times. And really the same question to you, Lee. You know, we had a massive debate on the last show in terms of Jose Mourinho's future. I mean, it's, I feel is the same kind of situation that we are with Pochettino, where it feels like the last days and we're sitting here just debating the manager, really, more than the games now. So tell us where you're at at the moment. Um, can you see anything from that performance, maybe second half, to give you any hope at all that things are going to change and turn around here? Um, no, not really, Rick, if I'm honest. And I, I think the, the difficulty with me is I, I, you know, everybody that listens to the show knows that I wear my heart on my sleeve and I tell it how it is. And I think that's, I think we all do. And I think it's the raw emotion. And I think, you know, we get excited when, um, when we, when we're doing well and rightly so, because what's the point if you don't, and you know, we get down when, when, when we're not doing so well, we are going for a very, very tough time. We've lost three games on the trot in the Premier League for the first time in nine seasons. Um, ironically, I brought it up last last pod. It was around the AVB, AVB time in 2012. It was probably the Wigan at home defeat uh, that done it for AVB. Um, and, uh, you know, it, Joe says going the same way. It's very, very strange. I think that we had a conversation on the WhatsApp group about, you know, is he going to be sacked? I think that, you know, if you, I put a poll out, didn't I, when we were top of the league. Just 10, 10 games ago, we were top of the league. Right, we were six points in front of Manchester City. Right, ten games later, eleven games later now, um, we are fourteen points behind Manchester City. That's a twenty-point swing. I mean, what is going on? We've what we've we've won two of the last ten Premier League games. I think it is now, um, and um, we put a, we put a poll out when we dropped off the top of the league after Liverpool defeat. I put a poll out and I said, you know, will Tottenham return to the top league? And it was so buoyant. You know, we were buoyed by that second half, even though we lost. And it was a gutter to lose in the 90th minute with Bobby Firmino. And, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a nightmare. But every most, I think it was over, I don't know, 8,000 votes or whatever. And they come back and said, yeah, we're going to get top of the league again. Well, breaking news, there's no chance in hell we are going to be top of the league again this season. After this, there's no way that we are going to, we are going to do anything. And, I think that just sums up the mood. I think there was no game plan tonight. There was no, there was no urgency. There was no energy. There was no, no one or two, devoid of all confidence, Rick. I mean, it's, it's been, it's like sucked out of the team. And, you know, when you, when you trace it back and go, well, hang on, we didn't, we had loads of confidence and we, we were top of the league, right? Even the fans, everybody, I'm not saying that we're going to win the league, but we had a chance. We're up there. Surely you've got a chance if you're up there um, after that period of time. Um, 2.2 goals per game and, you know, these little mini leagues. And we've all talked about loads on the show. But the drop-off is, I mean, it, it is relegation form. Absolute relegation form. I think somebody said a stat earlier on, on BT Sport that I think we would be lying on current form in 15th or 16th place in the Premier League. Um, and, you know, we are playing a relegation team on, uh, on Sunday and I, and I can't see it being any different. Who's going to have more of the ball? You know, West Brom or Tottenham Hotspur? I mean, it's ridiculous to be saying that. You know, somebody needs to get up, shake the players, shake the managers. What are you doing? What are you doing to this football club? You know, it's not just about playing nice or playing defensive football. It's about freaking winning matches. I can stomach this if we're winning. I can't stomach this. I, I, I'm so the same as Jamie and, and, and I know you boys and all the listeners. And I'm sorry, I'm just letting it out. I've had enough. I've had enough of just being bored. I was bored. I was bored. Do you know what I was bored with, Rick? I was bored waiting for them to score. That's, that's it. <laughs> just ball playing from the score. It's, yeah. it's going to happen. Coming. You knew it was and we coming. play a low block to be defensive, not to score, yet we still concede. So what's the point? 
what's the point? It's not working. Mm. Honestly, uh, listeners, I'm sorry to moan. I've said I've said it before on social media. I don't want to moan again. I don't want to moan fest. But what do you do? I can't see anything. The worrying thing, Rick, and you've said it loads of times, is that we brought in a manager who's a serial winner, and people are like, oh, he's a serial. He's a bloody serial winner. He's one more than most other managers in the world. You can't can't disagree with that. But but we've brought him in to go, right, this is the change. And it's failing. And Mm. it's failing rapidly as well. It's not not as if you've had one or two seasons at Spurs and it's failing. I've just been looking, when he took the Manchester United job, to be fair, he finished sixth in his first season at Manchester United, which wasn't a great return. He lost five games. We've already lost six already. Right, and he, he lost five games. But the following season, he finished second and he won a, um, a couple of cups and all that sort yeah. of stuff for them. And look, to be fair, Tottenham fans, we would take that. We need the trophies, but come on. Would you not rather play Tottenham versus Reading and win 7-4 or lose 5-4 and win the 5-4 games of the Pompey and all that? Would you not rather that than watch what we're watching right now? Because we're not winning. So what's I think- the point? Yeah, this is what's hard is I think, again, you can you can somehow stomach, you know, a style of football if you're getting results and you do feel that there's an end goal at the end of it. At the moment, I mean, coming around to you, Chris, it just feels like there is no real identity, no cohesion, no planning. The players look frustrated. The fans are so angry. I mean, the only thing that's saving at the moment, Jose Mourinho, is the fans are not in the stadium. And, you know, you look at the stats at the moment, three consecutive league defeats for Spurs, the first time since February 2012. And for Mourinho now, he suffers back-to-back home defeats in the Premier League for the first time ever. Real damning stats there. And on, again, a real difficult night. And a night where many of us, Chris, as you know, we all predicted a defeat. I mean, how, how sad is that to actually go into a game, even feel like you're going to lose, and you still lose it? I mean, where are you at, Chris, in terms of the manager at the moment? Well, I think Lee's right. It, it was just waiting for Chelsea to score. And uh, when they did get that goal, you felt that we weren't going to get back into it because we just didn't look like we were going to score a goal. Um, you know, the first ball in uh, was Serge Aurier for that Vinicius chance right at the end. You know, there wasn't any balls in the box. It was, it, it was just, we just had such lack of ideas today. It was just like we didn't have a clue what to do. Um, and that's what's really frustrating. And, and when you go and see Tottenham play and, and, and the majority of us support them because we're a good attacking team and we just look absolutely clueless. And even from the very, very kickoff of the game, 11 seconds in, Chelsea had a fantastic chance and could have gone 1-0 up. Where is the focus? Where is the energy? Where is the intensity? And it's not just a normal Premier League game for me. You know, these games against Arsenal, against Chelsea, your biggest and fiercest rivals, you should be up for these games, 110%. You know, Jose Mourinho, you know, asking for the players for a reaction. Now, the only positive that I can take out of today's game is that the second half, we were slightly better. Some could argue, well, that's not hard because that first half was bloody awful, which it was. But... In the last five minutes of the game, we're running around trying to score that goal. Why are you not doing that from the off? Why are you not creating? You know, we've got a lot of creative players in our team right now. None of them are creating. And whether Harry Kane's in the team or not, you cannot keep relying on one player. And even if Harry Kane was in the team tonight, I don't think there would have been any difference whatsoever. You know, Tottenham had two shots on target. Um, Chelsea had two shots on target. Chelsea created a lot. Uh, Mason Mount in midfield, he, he created so much and uh, he ran the show tonight. It was embarrassing. And I agree, you know, Lee used that word embarrassing. And I've never been so embarrassed as a Spurs fan, I must say, uh, today. And the decline of, you know, what you're seeing from the manager. And the manager on Sunday for me, when he came out after the game and said that there was a huge improvement in that second half, says to me, 
what on earth are you looking at? And, and it says to me that he's trying to keep the players on board. It is the only reason. It, can, it has to be the only reason because he cannot, as the Tottenham Hotspur manager, have seen positives in that second half against Brighton. And again, no reaction from the Liverpool game and the Brighton game and no reaction tonight from both of those matches. And now we've lost three games in the Premier League straight and we've got West Brom next. It's worrying times. Where do I sit on Jose Mourinho being our manager? It's getting very, very frustrating. At the moment, I, I, I can't come out and say that I want Jose out and I can't say that I want him in. I, I don't know what's next. If Daniel Levy suddenly said in the morning, right, Jose Mourinho's gone, where do we go next? I have no idea. You know, you bring in a serial winner, like, like we've said, Rick, when he came in, you know, we won a trophy. We're at a cup final. It's a bloody mess. It really is. When, when, just when you think that things are clicking, things are gelling, we're playing well. You know, when you think back to that Manchester United, and I feel like I'm ranting now, you, feel, you think back to that Manchester United game when we battered them 6-1 at Old Trafford. Look at the attacking style. Look at everyone smiling. Look at tonight compared to that. It is oh, chalk like and chalk and cheese. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It yeah. really, really is. Um, you know, what... We've been sitting top of the Premier League and now we're drifting down. And now we're going to be a mid-table team. And it's just so frustrating to watch. Um, very, very sad to watch. And I must say that, um, you know, even Rio Ferdinand said about, uh, uh, you know, players being booed off. Glenn Hoddle, one of our biggest legends, turned around and said that Tottenham absolutely looked clueless. Um, you know, we've forgotten what to do with the ball when we've got it. It's embarrassing all round. Mm. I mean, Jay, coming around to you, you know, I say, I look at, I'm trying to, look for any kind of positives at all Jay and you know the only thing I can kind of come up with is that despite being utterly utterly outplayed the score was only 1-0 and we seem to have a good chance to equalise but for me that's it you know you look at the two teams Chelsea and Spurs you know they look like they're they're both going in complete opposite directions is there anything Jay to suggest that it's going to change here because you know we discussed the manager and you know we discussed you know what our options are I look at it and think, you know, we're in a situation now financially as a football club where Jose Mourinho is on a massive, massive salary, a huge amount, maybe less than what's been reported possibly. But what are our options at the moment, Jay, in terms of moving forward to save this season? We have got a cup final. We are in the FA Cup. We are in the latter stages of the Europa League. Um, the Premier League, despite again losing tonight, you know, it only takes a good run to get back in contention for the top four. So at what point do the board feel a change is necessary? Because the way I look at it for me is I look at that squad and I think to myself, can another manager, can another coach get more out of that squad? And for me, the answer simply at the moment is yes. Yes, yes. they could. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that you look at on the on paper that squad is a very very talented squad. There's so much attacking talent there, and, we'd, and there's just no plan B at the moment. I think the only maybe kind of way that it might turn around is obviously we are missing some key players at the moment. We see, there's no Harry Kane, there's no Sergio Reguilon, there's no Deli Ali. So there are key players missing. But even so, I, I I just don't I can't see how it does turn around. He doesn't know how to change it. You know, we've seen multiple times over recent games he's tried to change the team. He doesn't know how to change it. Um, he doesn't know how to change it successfully. So, yeah, it's very, very worrying. I just don't, I can't see how it how it does turn around. There are a group of players there that clearly aren't playing for him. That performance tonight, it was absolutely embarrassing. It's the same against Brighton, the same before, where it's just players that aren't, are not, are not kind of wanting to give everything for him. So it's very, very difficult to see it turning around, even if players are missing, even if key players are missing at the moment. 
Lee, Poch was sacked after three wins in 12 league games. We have won three of our last 12 league games under Jose Mourinho. Is that clock now seriously ticking? Or do you think at the moment, because of, we say at the moment, a lack of an alternative option maybe to come in mm. and also to take into account, as I've said, Jose Mourinho's massive salary, you know, to try and, again, do another compensation like we did with Pochettino here. What is our options here to try and save our season? What have well, we think, got here to try and move forward? I think you look at all the credit that Pochettino had in the bank, right, in terms of, uh, you know, the the way he played, the front football, the, you know, the fans adored him, you know, the club adored him. He was Mr. Tottenham, uh, you know, after um, after the great Bill Nick, if, if I can say that, and, and, and Keith Birkinshaw and stuff. Um, you know, he was he was the closest to it, certainly in the modern era. He had all that credit in the bank, getting us to finals, semi-finals. We could never get over line. We freaking hammered him for it in the end. No, we've got to get him out. He was woeful with this, that, and the other. Got us to the Champions League final, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, two title challenges under him as well. Um, and, you know, he had all that credit in the bank. And yet, you know, Daniel Levy and the board pulled the trigger. I would suggest that regardless of the name and regardless of the money, let's just put that to one side because it obviously all has to come into play. But I think Joe says on thinner ice than what Pochettino was. He certainly ain't got enough uh, in the bank, uh, you know, enough credit in the bank. His record is outrageous. Um, you know, wherever he's been, he's, he's, he's got trophies. It probably still won us a trophy. Look, I'll be positive if I can. We could still win three trophies this season. We might finish tenth and, and we and win three trophies. Not playing like that, we won't. Not playing like this, we well, won't. But, yeah. I, no, I, 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 I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. But mm. but again, everybody kind of you know the, the whole. Let's try and get some balance here. Ten games ago, we were top of the league, and was, now we yeah. you know it's a twenty point swing. Mm. So what what's wrong with doing a, a swing like that again? Now we might turn up in these cup competitions. He might turn around and go, look, league's gone. Let's not worry about the league. Let's go after the cups. Okay, can I ask and, you then on that point, know, Lee? So, can I ask you on that point and like you say? Mm. Does that not mean then you're asking, you know, players to then try and buy back into him? Where at the moment it feels uh, uh, like the yeah. players, he's lost them. And, I you know, when, the... once you lose them, how do you get them back, Lee? How do you no, get I those think, players back? I think, yeah, I've, I think that's the biggest problem. Um, I think it looks to me, you know, when you can't put your finger on something, it normally is the dressing room. I think he's lost the dressing room. I think that, you know, there's players in that side, like Stephen Bergvine, um, Lucas Mora, even though he runs around a lot. Um, you know, uh, Undumbele, uh, you got Dele Alli kind of getting aside. Bale said it all tonight. I know we posted it on last one on Spurs a picture. I mean, he's grimacing when the other two are coming on. He can't even get a game when we look, we need a goal. Um, Harry Kane, Hummin Son. This is unbelievable world-class attack in Son and Kane. We've got other players that were um, very, very good. We've got a player that has uh, scored hat-tricks in the semi-final of the Champions League. And they look... at absolute shadow of themselves and if it isn't for if it wasn't for uh, Kane and Son and obviously Kane's injured at the moment what have we got no one else scores no one else has got any attacking flair and at times we're playing six at the back I mean the analysis that JJ did um, at half time was, was fantastic because we had nothing to analyze I mean Sissoko's walking around Aurier's walking around you know we've got um uh, Hoiberg, you know, I give him an eight out of ten every week. You know, I love him. Even he, he was trying. Even he, to looks, like even he looks like he's flagging. Tyre's giving the ball yeah. away just yeah. woefully every mm. time. We're yep. giving the ball to the defence. We're giving the ball to the defence so they can just hoof it long to who? I mean, you know, and I, and I will and I will bring his name up because what you know, why not? Jace has said it from day one about you know the, the football is turgid and we're all seeing it now proper. And and, and Jace has said regularly on the, on the WhatsApp group, it, yep. it's just hoofing the ball. 
No, Daily Ali said it. He, he said it coming up in your Amazon doctrine. All we do is knock it long and defend. Mm. That's what we've been doing. It's just woeful. And if you win one nil, the, the favourite phrase that we've had on this show, what this season has been, well, we've got the job done. And we have got, we have been, but now we're not getting it done. It's horrendous. So all, all I can see is until we mathematically can't get in the Champions League, that's when the board pulls a trigger. But... I can't, you know, the money has to come into that. And I just can't. Where do they go? If they sack Jose Mourinho, who do they get in? Harry Redknapp, uh, come in, do it. Come on, we're going we're gonna to so, give it, it a you go. Mean, is it, as you mean, is it like an interim to the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, you know, Ledley King's there. You know, you've got, you got Bow that flourished under Redknapp. You've got King that was an absolute stalwart under under mm-hmm. Redknapp as, as a coach there. Um, you know, he'd be playing attacking fluid football. Um, you know, we might we might let him free, but we might score four. I mean, I, I don't know. Rick. Chris is I, smiling. I really don't know. <laughs> I I mean, Chris, are you smiling in amazement or are you smiling because you like the idea of that? I'm trying to get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, um, I was going to say to you. It's all yours, Chris. All yours, mate. About Jose Mourinho, if his name wasn't Jose Mourinho with the record, then he would be going, wouldn't he? Oh, by now, yeah, you think so? Because, well, yeah. because some of the Tottenham fans, are, are, you know, even, even on my YouTube channel about uh, Jose Mourinho, you get loads of replies saying, yeah, but Jose Mourinho's a serial winner. He's here to bring trophies. You know, yes, he's got us into a cup final, but when you look at this league form, uh, Maurizio Pochettino got the sack because the board felt that we couldn't get Champions League football. Now, at the end, Jose Mourinho got us over that line, you know, injuries to Harry Kane and Hun Min Son. He got us over that line to get a Europa League place. You know, yeah. we got that 1-1 draw at Crystal Palace. He was very content of settling for that 1-1 draw on we the last day of the yeah. season, yeah. right? And, and not going for the win. Now, when we start this season, as Lee said, you know, when we're playing, uh, you know, football, you know, which is quite boring and we're winning, most of us Tottenham fans have accepted it saying, you know, it's OK. It's OK to play boring football when you're winning. We just want to win. We're, we're, we're so used to having uh, poor results and not getting over that line. And that is what Jose Mourinho has been brought in for, getting us over that line. But if now we're falling to be a mid-table team and we're looking like we're not going to get that Champions League spot, because when we're playing football like this, how on earth can you consider yourself a European team, even Europa League places, there are teams, you know, battling every week in the Premier League. Oh, I hate point. to say it. I hate to say it. Even West Ham at the moment, they look, you know, they look well, they you know, in comparison. It's, it's scary. It but, is scary. But, but, but like Jamie's pointed out, when you've got the facilities mm. and you've got, um, you know, top class players, as Lee put it, Hunmin Son and Harry Kane, mm. what have they won in their career at Tottenham? Yeah. You know, this is, this is what's so frustrating. You know, you're bringing mm. someone in to get us over that line. And it now looks like he's not going to get us over that line. We're drifting. And if you're going to drift down to be a mid-table team, how on earth are you going to entice Harry Kane and Hummin Son to stay at the club, sign new contracts, etc.? You're not. If if I asked all three of you, if you were Harry Kane right now, you and you're seeing no, what you're you wouldn't sign new deal. No, of course you wouldn't. No. Why are you going to want to stay? No. It, 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 this is what's so frustrating with it. But Can I, can I ask um, you, Chris, just, just on the point you're making there, because I know many people in the last couple of shows we've done, they've said, well, you've not even mentioned the board. Um, do you feel, I mean, on the back of what was, let's be honest about it, they made a huge investment in the summer to try and give Mourinho the tools that he wanted. Now, subsequently, since results have turned bad, reports are now coming out that maybe some of these players weren't his first choice. Maybe he didn't want Gareth Bale. Maybe Carlos Vinicius wasn't who he wanted. Do you allocate any blame towards the board by the nature of what's happening to the football club at the moment? Is there is there anything on the board that you feel they need to take some responsibility in terms of the squad we've got here? Is it good enough at the moment? 
Do you know what, Rick? Uh, we, we've said it all, all, you know, for years about signings. You know, Mauricio mm. Pochettino didn't have a signing in 518 days. Took us yeah. to a Champions League final. Still mm. got the sack. Didn't get the time. Yeah. Um, we saw in the Amazon documentary, um, Daniel Levy, his first choice, who he wanted and who he said that he wanted for years was Jose Mourinho. He got his man. Um, I don't know whether we're going to see a sacking. I don't know whether, um, you know, the board are to blame. I think that when you look back uh, the Pochettino days, the board should have supported Maurizio Pochettino then, um, you know, with investment and certainly what he achieved. And, uh, you know, you've given Jose Mourinho money. Um, but when you look at Gareth Bale, you know, if you can't get a game, if you can't get 10, 20 minutes when we're losing a game like this, he's meant to be a game changer, Champions League winner, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the things he's done in his career. If he can't get five, 10 minutes, even in a game like tonight, then does it look like it's Jose Mourinho's choice? I, 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 honestly, I honestly think blaming the board is, I think it's such a lazy excuse. I mean, look, he, he was backed very well over the summer. We were all so happy with what we did over the summer in terms of who we brought in. You know, Alistair Gold came out and pointed out that Jose Mourinho was delighted with what he was delivered. Obviously, he was just one centre-back short. And yes, that was obviously frustrating and disappointing. But um, Daniel Levy obviously brought in the manager that we're all very excited to have, a guy who we're all calling a serial winner. It's Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho is largely at fault. It's Yes, he's, if he's a serial winner, but he is making the mistakes at our football club. And that's why he's that's why he's failing. It's not to do with not being delivered the players. He's been given lots of good players, but... It's the fact that he's now, you know, as I said, he's, sh he's shackling a lot of them by making them do, you know, defensive work. He's then alienating a lot of them. So, you know, it's a lot of his, yeah, yes, I still think there needs to be a lot of rebuilding to do. And maybe you can blame this, uh, the board in terms of that. Maybe they should have done it sooner. But, you know, I, I think it's, a, I, don't, I don't agree that this situation is caused because of the board. I think they backed him well over the summer. Um, so I think I, I can't use that as an excuse, I don't think. Lee, to come round to you, you know, I think as a manager, sometimes you have to pick your battles very wisely in a dressing room in terms of, you know, when players have made mistakes, you've got to be cute. I think the right word probably is nowadays in terms of players. These have agents, they have representatives that, you know, are always there to protect their players. Is it now just a case, Lee, where, you know, we mentioned it in certain parts of the show already, that he's now just, to put it as a better phrase, pissed off just too many players in that dressing room and now he's not getting the full effort. I mean, like Chris says there, we start a game off, Werner's in in the first minute to go and put Chelsea one up. And even like I say, you know, how can you legislate for just then in the last five minutes, we see a form of effort where, okay, do you know what I say? Second half, we still run about a little bit more, but there wasn't any structure. There wasn't any real cohesive game plan at all. You can see, you know, as, you know we saw players walking, walking in that first half, the first 10, 15 minutes, they were walking. No more than that. They really wasn't. So, is it now a case where you look at it and think that he is just, as Jamie put it there, just too many players in that dressing room now just don't want to play for him? And, you know, we saw with the ball that, you know, even with Pochettino, you know, Daniel Levy um, recognised at what point it broke him to sack Pochettino, but he knew he made the right decision. Are we already there right now with Jose Mourinho? 
Uh, there's a couple of things in there. I think I think it's not just one thing. I think it's lots of different things. It, like I've said it before, and it's my philosophy. Like it's two percent of one thing, three percent of another. So you piss off Deli Alley, and that's two percent. And then all of a sudden, somebody you know, Bow's not getting the game, and that pisses somebody else off. And you know, and then you've got the style of football, which you know people are working. I think the thing is the, with the style of football, people people are working so hard when it was when it was going well earlier in the season. They're working so hard to keep the ball out the back of the net. They're, they're running into the ground, working, working, working. And then when you're losing, you're just like, oh, you know, they're feeling it as well. And you can see that with people walking around a the pitch and thinking, this ain't working. Um, so what's the point in trying it? That that then ind- indicates that there's a, a loss in the dressing room. So there's lots of different things going on there. I think for me, you, you asked how it gets changed. You know, who the hell am I to talk? You know, Jose Mourinho has won everything. But this is a leadership scenario. It's easy when things are going well, it's easy. It's easy to be a manager. It's easy to be a leader, a CEO of a business. Of course course when is, things, yeah. when yeah. things are going tough, that's when you earn your money. Yeah. And this is this is why I say, you know, whether or not it's a, you know, uh, rule with an iron fist or whether or not it's an arm around a shoulder, you've got to recognise that's what you need to do in certain situations. Um, and it might be all of them things. And that's that leadership piece to get you out. You know, as as, as fans, as players, as staff, coaches, you know, you've got to try and stick together and say, you know what, we're going to get through this, um, this tough, this tough period. But I'm, I'm fearful, Rick, that, that this tough period is, is already gone beyond repair. Like where do you go? If, if, and I credit crackers with this, he said this before, but if Harry Kane walks into Daniel Levy and says, that's it, that's it, fellow, I'm done. I, I ain't having this. I don't think Jose stays at the football club. Because Harry Kane is the crown jewels. He is one of our own. He is the world-class man. And like you guys said before, why would he sign a new contract? You know, Son, there's rumours about Son signing a new contract. Why would he sign a new contract in this current situation where you're basically want to express yourself? You know, why Why does Deli Ali want You know, I know he hasn't been in the team, but why does he even want to be in the team? What, what's yep. he going to do? Just go and defend? You know, what, why does he want to do that? You know, mm-hmm. this is... Yeah. Uh, lambasted quite, quite frankly like, and, Lee, yeah, exactly. you like, said there you know, for me like, like, players good as, as you said there for, for me now Lee as you're putting it there plainly the players don't look like they're enjoying it anymore they don't no, look like they're but, actually enjoying playing football yeah and it's the same as us fans we're not enjoying watching it they cannot be enjoying playing it you know no. when you feel I'm not an ex you know, you know we're not no. ex-professional footballers no. whatever I'm not a psychologist are, either Rio Ferdinand JJ when they're saying mate, you can't be one to enjoy this football. Like, you don't want to be playing in it. And when you think about the times, I'm talking about Harry Redknapp, but, you know, his gung-ho approach, you know, we're going to have a go, lads. We're going to have a go. That's, you know, the attacking players in the side, that's what they want to hear. Right, come on, and we're going to have a go. At least you've got a plan. You look at the Brighton game, and they had a plan, you know, and, you know, it doesn't go right for them. But we've got pound for pound, much better players than them, as have Liverpool. But then that's where you put it into context. We were woeful against Brighton and really angry. And then Liverpool go and lose to him at Anfield. You just think, this is just crazy. Like, what is happening? Would it surprise me if we, we lost against West Brom? No chance. But it also wouldn't surprise me if we won and got six. It just wouldn't surprise me. It's crazy, mate. Absolutely crazy. Well, listen, we're going to go for a quick break. When we return, we'll be discussing Jose Mourinho's post-match comments We'll be looking back at, again, some horrendous Spurs defending in that game and also trying to pick ourselves up for West Brom to come in the next few days. So do not go anywhere. Thanks for sticking by us. We'll be back after this very, very short break. 
Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello, welcome back to the second half of the last word on Spurs. There are too many therapy sessions at the moment to put us through. Uh, we're trying to dissect, look back, rationalise, provide some fair balance as to what is going on at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club at the moment. I think we're all quite frankly just absolutely stunned by the last two or three months and just the absolute decline. This was a Tottenham Hotspur side that were top of the Premier League at one point. I know you probably can't believe me saying that. They were top. They were top of the Premier League to where we are now at the moment. It's just absolutely frightening the fall of this football club. Chris, I want to just discuss with you the post-match comments from Jose Mourinho. Um, he says the performance in the first half was inferior to Chelsea. They had the initiative. They had the ball. We were very low in position. The reality of the first half is that with them being superior, a penalty decided the game. He then says Regulon means something for our attacking football. He says Harry Kane means something to our attacking football too. Lacelso means something and a good Deli Alley as well that we haven't had yet. He also adds that confidence is very low, but he insists that he saw togetherness. It's not easy to show togetherness with bad results and injuries, but he's insistent that he saw togetherness on the pitch. And I think the one comment or the one phrase that you know I felt very uncomfortable with after that game was a female journalist asked Jose and Reno what he made of Gareth Bale's performance. And he turned around and said, quite frankly to her, I don't have to answer your question. And you just think, I mean, the arrogance of it. I mean, listen, of course, no one wants to be fronting the media straight after a defeat. Of course you don't. But um, I just find, you know, he's slowly reverting to type it feels at the moment. And, you know, I would love him, absolutely love him to turn this around because he's a serial winner. Um, we are absolutely desperate and craving for trophies. But for the life of me, Chris, I'm sitting here thinking, where and how do we move forward from here? And I'm just not sure because we're seeing the same errors game after game. We're seeing players so low on confidence. And then, like I say, he attacks the referee as well afterwards. I mean, what did you make of his post-match comments? Well, I think he's trying to keep the uh, the players on board at the moment, Rick. I think it'd be very easy for him to come out and say that the players didn't, you know, didn't give a performance. You know, by him saying that there's togetherness, I can't see the the togetherness at the moment. You know, I'm not seeing it. I didn't see anything in the second half at Brighton that he come out and said um, in that game. Um, Jose Mourinho is clearly frustrated. You know, the Premier League management is a results-run business, and he knows by losing three games on the spin. Um, you know, he might be in trouble. And uh, I, I should think that him and Daniel Levy will probably be talking right now or first thing in the morning, you know, about the future and how, how he's going to turn this around. Because, you know, no matter how much we think that he might get in compensation, you know, if he got the sack, results can't continue like this. It is, it is plain and simple. They just can't continue because we cannot be out of those European places. Um, but his comments, you know, after the game, he, he, he's, he's, he's truly frustrated, as we all are. But um, as I say, if, if, he, if he came out and slated the players, he would lose the whole dressing room. Um, you know, you and I spoke the other day and, 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 and you said that you believe that he's slowly losing the dressing room. Perhaps he is. Um, but he, he, there's probably some players in that dressing room that respect him and, and, and 
you know, Pierre-Emil Hoybier is one of his leaders. But when you look at Pierre-Emil Hoybier, for example, there was an incident in the game where he just kicked the ball straight out. And, and I thought that doesn't look like him. Um, you know, I wrote down a, a note here. Um, 10 minutes after 10 minutes, Ben Davis was shouting at his teammates saying, give me some space, you know, uh, show for me. 21st minute, Hunmin, it's his first, you know, not even a quarter of the game gone. Hunmin Son looked fed up. His arms went up. You know, we know that Hunmin Son is not that type of guy. You know, he's a, he's a smiler. We didn't see any smiling from him today. The players do look very, very frustrated, which, of course, that is, uh, you know, Jose's looking frustrated. We're frustrated. The results aren't uh, good enough. And, uh, you know, clearly he, he's rattled. And uh, that's why I'm very worried about going into this next match. We, he added further, actually, on Gareth Bale that I'm doing my best. He's doing his best. Everybody's doing their best. You know, it's, again, a comment there, a very defensive comment, you know, but, to try and... But, Rick, how, how is the manager doing his best? Because <laughs> surely every single one of us is seeing, um, you know, that drab football. You know, mm. how can he stand there and say that... That is his best because if that is the best, it's embarrassing to say it's your best, isn't it? It's then, embarrassing then, to say that. Then, yeah. then you might as well leave now because if that is the best, if that is what I'm going back to when I walk back into that stadium, mm. I tell you what, I'd rather stand at the bar and have a pint because yeah. that is absolutely dreadful football and it is boring football and none of us want to watch it. So if that is the best, and as I say, you know, as I said before, the likes of Harry Kane. If you're Harry Kane now, haven't won a trophy at Spurs so far. And Jose Mourinho's looking you in the eye and saying, this is our best. Everyone's trying their best. No way. That's not good enough. I mean, Jay, coming around to you, he did try and change the team. I mean, he did try and, like I say, <laughs> I say try and change something in terms of trying to give other players an option. I mean, we did see Carlos Vinicius hand his first Premier League start. Serge Uria was back in the Spurs team following his absence against Brighton. Eric Dyer came back into the centre of defence at the expense of Joe Roden as we return to a back four after struggling, I think to say, in previous performances with a back three. I mean, going into the game, Jay, when you saw the team, did that give you any confidence at all whatsoever with those changes? Um, not really. I mean, look, Eric Dyer, it's bizarre that he keeps picking him. He's a guy who continuously makes mistakes and, you know, we keep trying to build the team around him. We say, look, he, he obviously tries to build the team uh, based on the defence to set up to the, the strength of our defence but that's our biggest weakness. And then he doesn't know how to change it. There's no kind of alternative. And, you know, we are resting on something that's just, that's non-existent. The defence just is not good enough. And the fact that we keep relying on it and we can't change it is just bizarre. Eric Dyer, for me, should not be starting matches with Spurs. He continues to make some mistakes. Um, so no, it didn't, didn't fill me with any confidence at all. Um, you know, and uh, to be honest, whoever he picked, I don't feel as though would have given much better performance. I feel as though, you know, that's that's just what I expect. I said I went into the game not expecting any result. Didn't matter who the team was. I wasn't expecting us to get anything. Um, uh, and, it, you know, it didn't surprise me that we kind of saw that sort of performance. So, yeah, very disappointing. Lee, you know, with Dyer, what was so bizarre is he seemed disappointed that he didn't bring Werner down the first time of the asking and made sure the second time he did get him. It was the most bizarre, <laughs> yeah, he bizarre penalty. Again, he? he was like, I'll, I'll definitely get him this time. You know, it's yet another mistake from Dyer who desperately scrabbling on the ground. Um, but it's, you know, the foul, it was so inevitable. It seemed like it was slow motion you know, that this was happening in front of our eyes. I mean, I mean, I just, it was disbelief, Rick. Yeah. It's disbelief. I, I'm just watching this guy. Is he purposely trying to get him sacked? Literally, That's all I mean, they, I'll tell you what, Joe said he had a point to, to make after the game. How many, how many shots did they have on target? How many shots? And look, at the end of the day, as a guy that loves my stats, 
Chelsea had two shots on target the whole match. So they didn't batter us and Hugo Luis didn't have a man of match performance, right? But but at the end of the day, 24 minutes in and, you know, they're, they've got all the ball and they've got these chances they're going and this, that and the other. And we've gone, do you know what? You deserve a goal, Chelsea. So here's one for you. And Eric Dyer just gives away a penalty. I mean, it's just absolutely woeful. I mean, James has been saying it for weeks. He is just... I'm sorry, Eric. I know some of the Spurs guys listen to this, but it's woeful. It's absolutely... What are you doing? And then and then the back pass to Hugo Lloris. It is absolutely baffing down with rain tonight. It is slippery. It is all over the gaff. And he does that. He does a volley back to Hugo. I mean... It reminded me of Trippier scoring against said Chelsea, uh, you know, that own goal a couple of seasons ago. It's just, it's it's absolute, it's a clown. It's comical. I don't know what else to say about it, you know. It's just absolutely mental. And coming back to the board and coming back to, you know, the back of the Jose and the, and the, and the summer transfer window and all that sort of stuff, I agree with everything you guys said about that. But what I would say is that, you know, if we've if, if we've identified that defence is a key area that we need to improve, we should have improved with a centre-back. And we should have paid £27 million for um for your Spinier. man, Squinmar, mm. um, you know, or, or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put names out there. I'm not a transfer man, but I'll put names out there. We need to go and buy a uh, sign Vestergaard next season. Uh, genuine left-back, uh, left-sided centre-back. Mm. Plays with Southampton. I know he's been injured a minute, but Premier League experience, whatever. But don't help us now. No. And I think that I'm, I'm going to try and change because it has been a moaning fest, and rightly so, because everyone who be listening is a moaning fest. But for everybody that goes on their runs, goes on their walks, to people that are listening to this over the pond, and you know they don't want to be waking up to this like just moan fest. So we can win the Carabao Cup. But right, it is a one-off game. We can win it. I mean, if you if you put Manchester City and Tottenham right right in, there, well, we'll see, won't we? In two, we, we play them in two what, games. What, time, what, what gives we? you what gives you the confidence, Dee, to think that? There's no confidence, Rick. Don't no. don't start putting words into my mouth. I no, 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 confident. No, no. Oh, I did. Did I say we're confident of winning it? I said we no, can no. win it. We can we're win it. But I'm just, I'm just and we can win mm-hmm. potentially win another trophy or maybe even two trophies, right? Mm-hmm. And and if we finished seventh in the Premier League and won three trophies if it's a big if but if we did everyone would be happy <laughs> so so I think until it's a little bit like the board and if I was Mr Levy and thank goodness I'm not and, and the board I would be looking at this trying to look at it as objectively and saying <laughs> look at it we, were, we were top of the league we were top of the league 10 games ago and we were doing something right if we can mm. get back to there which which we can. Everyone's had a blip. Liverpool having a blip. City had a blip. United had a blip. Arsenal have had a big blip. We're going for a massive blip. If we can get if we can get back to two or three wins, then maybe it's not all that. Um, um, you know, Ralph Hassan Hurtle is, is a perfect example. He just got smashed nine nil right again. But they could have sacked him the first time he got done nine nil. But Southampton have been been very good since they got beaten nine nil. So I think sometimes. Sometimes you've got to look at uh, the longer-term uh, plan. What I would say to balance my own debate out is Chelsea, as ruthless as they are, just thank Frank Lampard for being not as bad as what Tottenham are right now. But they got rid of their manager. So mm. Lee, Lee, is that why they win trophies? Are you saying then you're going to accept this style of football? You're going to accept this boring style of football week in, week out until we play these cup finals? Um, 
No, I didn't say that either, I don't think. I'm pretty certain I didn't say I'm really happy to accept this style of football. Didn't say that at all, Chris. What I said was, what I said was, is that we have a chance to win the cup final. I didn't say we're going to win it. I didn't say I was confident about winning it. And I didn't say I'm accepting this football with it either. What I said was, we've got a chance to win it. So, no, I don't want to see this football. It's turgid. But we have got an opportunity. And at the end of the day, when everybody's been telling me and I've been telling everybody else that trophies are coming and we're going to win trophies, at the end of the season, if he puts two trophies in the cabinet and finishes sixth, you'll, you'll be happy. You will. Yeah, because it, you'll but, be on the bus. You'll be on the party but, bus, mate. I, I think he's got a puncher right now, I must say. Um, but I think well, that, he might have, he, but you'll be happy if he puts the trophies in. But it's yeah, a big but, if, isn't it? But do you think he's going to be given the time if these league performances continue... Will he actually even manage Tottenham in April in the League Cup final? Well, I think that's another. I think that's another decision. You know, another factor in the decision making with the board because it's quite an attractive job, isn't it, Tottenham? And then you you add on the fact that in the stadium and all the facilities that Jamie talked about earlier, and the fact that we're in a cup final, a new manager walking in could win a trophy straight away. Yeah. I mean, that's really that's 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 quite a sexy opportunity, isn't it, for somebody? Mm. So they've got to make a decision sooner or later, either stick or twist. Uh, it can't go on much longer for sure. Mm. Lynn, to not put words in your right, to not put words in your mouth. You're right. They, they, they. You're right. They, they can win a Carabao Cup. They can win an FA Cup. We they can. can. It's our club, and we, 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 we can win an FA Cup. We can win a. You know, we, we can win these trophies. But I just feel at the moment, um, nothing gives me anything to suggest that we are gonna reverse the cycle we're seeing right now. And again, that's mate. That's no. You understand where I'm coming from when I say no, that. No, no, I do, I do. Mm. So let me put this to you then, and and, mm. to, and to the panel and to the listeners as well. Mm. When we were when we were scoring two point two goals per game, and when we were beating Man City, and when we were top of the league, and when the trophies were coming, and when the choo choo train was rolling on full steam ahead, did anybody see this bad cliff coming? Y- y- yes or no? Did anybody say? Did anybody think hey, we are going to fall off a cliff? So my point being is, mm. if you didn't see it, then mm. you, and now you can't see where we're going to get out of it. It changed so quickly, it can change back. But the that, difference is, I think, Lee, the only difference is, and I think you understand what I said earlier, that I, I just feel the players, where he had them previously, they're just not there anymore. And I think this is the biggest issue at the moment. I, mean, I might be wrong. They no, might no, all I, be do, I do agree with that. I do think he's losing the dressing room. That is the biggest factor. I yeah. think he is the biggest factor. Yeah, I mean, I just, and I just look at some of other performances, for example. You know, I look at, you know, Sissoko. You know, listen, he's not the greatest of football, but, you know, even he struggled at times to keep up with Chelsea's movement. Hoybielli, you brought him up. You know, even his quality was lacking at times. And you just feel, you know, coming around to you, Chris, that even some of his biggest, biggest, I'd say, disciples and... You know, the people that have been kind of fighting for him to want him in the job, the likes of Alderweireld, the likes of Hjoibier, you know, even Ndombele, I've got to say, even Ndombele, who's been brilliant the last couple of weeks, even he was quite anonymous. Son, I mean, Son did not, you know, uh, made me laugh, Son did not touch the ball in the, the Chelsea box until the 78th minute. And I'm not saying that's a dig at Son, but I'm just saying this is a case where something isn't working. And, you know, you can just say change the manager. But again, I mean, Lee makes a good point there. You know, the options out there, who have we got to turn to? What can we do? It just feels at the moment like we're in this rut and I just can't see a way out, Chris, at the moment. I really can't. You know, going back to the um, the transfer window. Now, when Jose Mourinho come in, Toby Alderweireld signed his new contract, right? And the amount of times we have heard about Jose Mourinho's, um, you know, admiration for Eric Dyer. You know, he thinks he's a fantastic player. He's always wanted to sign him at previous clubs. Now, 
Jose Mourinho has obviously had confidence in both Toby Alderweireld and Eric Dyer. Now, both all of us have had our reservations about Eric Dyer many, many times. Um, I, I found to see what Jose Mourinho does see in Eric Dyer. I know there's a lot of Eric Dyer fans out there, but me personally, I don't. I've never seen it, even as a midfielder, and now even as a centre back. Um, I just don't. I just can't see. Um, you know, what his strengths are. I really can't. Toby Alderweireld lost a, a yard of pace. Now, if Jose Mourinho really wanted a central defender, then surely we would have got one in, in the summer, no? We, we, it, 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 it was a must. So Jose Mourinho, as Jamie said, was very happy with the squad. So if Jose Mourinho is very happy with the squad and he's got the tools and we've seen how well we can play because we've sat top of the Premier League, we've ripped some teams apart so far this season. We know what we're capable of. We know how we can play. We know how Hunmin Son and Harry Kane can link up. We know we can score goals. What the bloody hell has happened? Because in the last month or so, you know, my, I, I think that the turning point was losing at Anfield that night. And ever since then, yeah, yeah. something has completely changed. Yeah. You know, Deli Ali, um, you know, Deli Ali, I feel for Deli Ali. I feel like Deli Ali should come back into the squad. And I'm glad that Jose Mourinho and, and him have had these clear the air talks. And I hope that uh, Deli Ali can come back into the team. But when you think, you know, even if we had uh, Messi or Ronaldo in the team right now, it'd probably have them playing a defensive role. You know, yeah. it, it, it's frustrating. It really is. I, d- I don't know what more to add, Rick, because I just yeah. find the whole thing frustrating. And as I keep yeah. saying, when, when it's against your rivals as well, Chelsea, you know, if the players can't turn up for, for the passion tonight, and I agree with you about Hunmin Son, I'm not digging at Hunmin Son. No, no, no. You know, no delivery for him. Um, you know, no space for him. No, nothing. No, well, no service I think you said, Chris, you look so frustrated. You know, mm. he looks so forlorn. And, okay, we'll just finish this up then before we look to head to West Brom. Okay, just a very quick answer, lads. <laughs> I don't upset Mr McQueen here. I love Mr McQueen, so I don't upset him. Would we change it right now? Lee, just yes or no. Would you change it right now if you had the opportunity to change it? Or would you still give it some time? I can't say yes or no. I really can't. You're still I on the can't. fence at the moment. You're still I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence mm. because because I've seen I've seen I've seen it turn around in the past. Even Potticino, that Villa game with that one free kick. I mean, if he, if we don't win that game, he probably gets fired. Do you know what I mean? Was so, it as bad a run as this though? Would, would you say? It's, would, you, would you say? Would you say? Would you say? Well, he was, well, like well, he was on. He was on the. He was on the line to get. He was fired. on thin so ice. He was on thin ice. Nearly got. Yeah. Nearly got fired, didn't he? That FA Cup one, you know, mm. and then he, he won the FA Cup, and then look how good he was. Yeah. Jose has got it all in the bank. He's got all of that information. But come back to Chris's point. I'm not happy with the football one iota, and it mm. has to change. There's no point. You know, I love my football club. I love doing these shows. I love. Should, yeah. You know, I love everything about it. I, I, I'm absolutely loathing it at the moment. Mm. I'm loathing it because all it's, we do is come on a moan and it can't be a good thing, can it, James? No. It's not a good thing. So I'm, I'm on the fence and I'm sorry to be on the fence, listeners, but I'm on the fence. Give the, I, give I, the I listeners would... then for you, how, how many more games do you give it? Can you answer that question? Is that, <laughs> is that tricky to answer? I think, I, think if we, I think if we don't change the playing style, right, over the next, you know, which you, we don't, I don't mean you will, but uh, if, we don't, if, we, if we don't play, if we don't go and attack West Brom, and we don't get sank out of the game. And if we lose against Everton, and then we rock up and get battered against City, I think he has to go. That, that's well. That's how. That's so. Next three games, basically, yeah, for yeah. me, is, I suppose yeah. if you're going to push me, that's what I would say. I think you're on full James? freely, so that's uh, <laughs> be interesting to see. It's unfolds. Sorry, I mean, listeners. Jay, coming around to you. Um, <clears throat> where are you at now? I mean, are you at a point where it's a past the point of no return, or do you think? where we are because of the nature of COVID 
and the lack of a real alternative option at the moment, he does stay. And we do see we can kind of fight through this. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the worrying thing as well. There are a lack of alternatives. I mean, I personally wouldn't take Brendan Rodgers and a lot of people would. And I think that's fair enough. I think he has proven elsewhere that he can do a good job. But I want someone in that has proven themselves. Um, I think Nagelsmann's another guy that I like, Julian Nagelsmann. Um, obviously the RB Leipzig manager, but he's young and he's unproven. And, and those two are really kind of the main candidates to take the job. So there is a lack of alternatives. And that, that's the worrying thing for me. You know, if we were to get rid of him, which maybe I'm kind of leaning towards would be maybe the right thing to do because Lee said uh, it has to change. It, no chance it's going to change. Absolutely no chance. We've said this week after week after week. So many times it's got to change. Absolutely zero chance it's going to change. We've seen he plays like this at every single club that he goes to. He's not going to change it for Spurs. He's a guy who just will not change his ways. He won't change his ways with treating the players the way he does. He does that every club. He won't change the way that he plays. So, you know, that is frustrating. So for me, yes, maybe he would go. But there is the same in grace. I do think that we can still win a trophy this season. And I say that because we are a cup team. And I'm not, I'm not, I know it's, I know it's, you know, ridiculous thing. Yeah, to can th you be a cup team like this, Jay? But, no, but the thing is, we set up in the cup competitions, we we set up in a way that will get us through the rounds and that will win football matches. We don't play league. The way we are playing is not league football. We can't play like that in the league. We can't. Of what kind of football this is? I've got to be honest. Can't. Well, that, I mean, it has. That's the thing. It has transcended into there is no plan at the moment. Mm. And that's the worrying thing. Mm. I say when we when we played and when we played well at the start of the season, we set up. We played to win football matches, and that will get us through in the cup matches. That's why Jose Mourinho has won so many trophies. Mm. But I say, and I'm saying that, and I'm thinking, well, you know, we're not playing very well at the. No. I, why, why should I be confident that we are will win a trophy? But um, yeah, for me, it's it's a very worrying situation. Jose Mourinho is not going to change for us. Um, Thank goodness they moved the cup final because I tell you what, if they if they if they played the cup, Carabao Cup final at the end of this month. We'd be out definitely. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean, so at least we've got well, maybe, maybe there's a saving grace, Ellie. Maybe there is yeah, a saving yeah, grace. Exactly. There you go. I mean, that, that's that's the point. I mean, look, right now, you no, know, of course, the way we are going, it is very worrying because there is no style of football. There's nothing about us at the moment. We won't win a cup final at the moment. So, you know, my, that being my only saving grace, then maybe he does have to go. But I think that, you know, if we do somehow manage to get back to how we were at the start of the season, then I think we can still win some one of the cups. Because we we have shown that we we are a team that can set up to win football matches, individual football matches, but we can't keep doing it against the likes of West Brom. We can't keep doing it against the likes of West uh, of, of Brighton, and that's that's the worrying thing. Chris, you put it very promptly to me, oh, 18 months, 20 months ago now about Pochettino saying, "Come on, Rick, it's time to you know put put your now you now you now yourself to the mask and give a verdict in terms of when he should go." I'm gonna ask you, Chris. You know, for you, um. Is it is the time now, or you know, I know you said earlier for you you're still undecided. At what point does it become fundamental to make a change? Does it become fundamental before that cup final? Because you know you're a man. Listen, we know how much you love Spurs to win trophies, and because of our lack of opportunities to do so and actually get into a cup final, do the ball think you know even having a manager in there, a different manager for the cup final, we get a result, which sounds crazy because Jose Mourinho has won all these trophies, a serial winner, and yet. <laughs> to, to bizarrely sack him to bring someone in to try and win a cup final would be so, so odd. So for you, where is the point of no return? Well, Jamie talks about cups there and Jose Mourinho. And I think that the board, the only cup that they would be interested in Tottenham winning is the Europa League, which of course would get us into the Champions League. 
you know, it's not going to do anything for Daniel Levy or Tottenham's board or the club by us winning a League Cup or an FA Cup, although all of us fans, including me, want them. Um, but I think as soon as the board consider, um, you know, that we've got a problem in that we can't get in that Champions League place or the Europa League place for next year. Um, for me personally, I think that Jose has probably got another three games, because if you look, we've got West Bromwich Albion on Sunday. Then we've got Everton in the FA Cup. Um, on Wednesday, and then it's the big one, Manchester City away. And I tell you what, out of those two Premier League games, imagine getting one point. Imagine drawing against West Bromwich Albion and then losing at Manchester City and then going out of the FA Cup. Surely that has to be the end because Jamie is absolutely right. This style of football will not change. All the Spurs fans have had enough right now. You go onto social media, I thought it was toxic the other night against Brighton. But tonight, every fan is saying, you know, enough is enough. You know, fans that I know that are huge, positive people, you know, Lee and Jamie, they're they're normally very positive about our Mm. club. You know, when you, it's very, very sad to see, you know, friends, family, whatever, um, Mm. you know, feel very, very down about supporting Spurs. You know, I I try and find the positives about my club, left, right and centre. And tonight, I'm really, really struggling. And uh, it's frustrating, as I say, Rick, but, um, would I give him another three games? Yes, I think that you'd have to, you know, Saturday the 13th of Feb, Manchester City away, um, because if a new manager did come in, then we are still in the Europa League. Mm. Um, yes, we might be at the FA Cup, but we have still got that chance to win a trophy as well in the League Cup. But as I say, the board, it is all about that league position or the Champions League place. So I think that he's got another few games. What do you, what do you think, Rick? I mean, quite frankly, at the moment, you I just want him think. Out, didn't you, Rick? What? You, I, I, thought, I thought. Did you say? Didn't you just say that you wanted him out? No. Oh, right, okay. I, I, I just think what's saving. <laughs> I think what is saving at the moment, honestly, my opinion is that's as a lack of an alternative. I think the COVID, his his wage, his astronomical wage, is what's saving him at the moment. And I just think at the moment, as I said, um, who do we turn to? Who do we go? I don't think the board, quite honestly, have got. A shortlist at the. I might be wrong. Listen, I'd love to think they Why have. Why would got they a, have? Why would they have? They would, exactly. This, did we're they? we're, they we're the first this. year. We're the first full year into the bloke's reign. Yeah. We're the first full year. I think you made a really they... good. I think you made a really good point earlier Rick, when you said mm. about um, uh, the, we want to get a trophy, we want to get over a line, and then we're going to sack Mourinho before we get to to play <laughs> to the, the final. final. That just does not make sense at no, all. Not logical. That's why. That's why I went on my rant the other day about Brendan Rodgers and everyone else. Mm. Just like. Hang on a minute, you've got this fella that knows how to get you over. Like, I'm again, I, I was going to say the word confident, but you, you're batting me for it. No, no, I didn't mean to say, yeah, yeah. I, I am confident that we get through the Europa League. I, I am confident. I'm confident even now, like Jamie said, I, I, over two legs, we can beat anybody over two mm. legs. But the I'm, way we set yeah. up, I, I genuinely think that. I actually think not having the Europa League football has actually hurt us. You know, that, that Christmas period has been abysmal for us. We've started the year pretty poor. Since that Liverpool game, as uh, as Chris said, we've we've gone off a cliff. We've had no European football. We haven't been playing that regular football piece. It's, it's, the only person who benefited is Vinicius, but you saw tonight, great chance to score last minute. Does, it doesn't happen. But, and, but again, is that a sharpness thing? If he plays mm, every week or exactly. every other week, does, yeah. he, does he put that in the back of the net? That was mm. a fantastic... Again, going back to what Chris said, really good point. Why is Aurier doing that once in the entire match? Why hasn't he done that 15 times? But do we know if he's been times, instructed? Four to, times. At do we know if he's been instructed to play us again? It's just it's just ridiculous. If they've been mm. instructed not to go put crosses in the box, what's the point in having Vinicius there? Yeah. You know, what we're going to see on, on Sunday, 
against West Brom is two teams that are devoid of confidence, that are devoid of being able to attack, and yeah. and uh, devoid of um of going forward, and 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 we've got to get some confidence back. You know, yeah. you, you, we're not bad players overnight. We're not no. bad teams overnight. We were waxing lyrical on this very show. Yeah. Only a matter of weeks ago, that we're going to win saying, and it's coming, and this, mm. you know, we were saying all of that stuff, and I still stand by that. We, we, we're just going for a very, very tough, tough time, and leadership is about getting us through that and about pulling your socks up and making something, going back to basics, even, and all the cliches you want to say, but that's what it is. What's gone wrong? Let's go back to when it was going right. What was we doing? What was we doing differently to what we're doing now? Let's, let's set up slightly differently. You've got, you've got to change. You keep doing the same thing, Joe, so you're going to get the same results. And when you're winning trophies every year, that's great because you're winning trophies. But at the moment you're losing football matches, you've got to tweak it. He know this. This guy has won everything. He knows what to do. Let's trust him for the next three games. I'm with Chris. Three games. And then the, the, we get nothing out of them three games. Lee, the, the thing is, though, we are so predictable because even before this game, I agree. You know, Jake, 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 Jake Humphreys on BT Sport said to Jermaine Jennings, how do you think Tottenham are going to set up? What do you think we're going to do? Uh, blah, 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 blah. And he mm. said exactly what well, happened. How we set up. Yeah, so yeah, every yeah. single Premier League team knows exactly what Jose Mourinho is going to do, how we're yeah. going to set up, how we're going to play. It's just, as I say, frustrating. It is so mm. frustrating to watch because when everyone can see it, why is Jose Mourinho not seeing it? And to put it on top of that, Lee, and listen, I, I mate, you know, I massively admire you and I, I'm, I'm 100% behind what you're saying in terms of that, you know, that, that piece about trying to change a mentality. But my fear is that the players, they've already gone. They've already gone. So it goes beyond that, doesn't it? If the players have already gone mentally from it, can you get them back? Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to find out if we are going to be able to get them back. We've got West Brom to come at the weekend. We've got a couple of previews. And after, we're going to get our quick fire predictions and um, before all of us fall off this bloody train. Do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of this show. Hugo, unlucky tonight. I mean, we, we pushed on in the second half, but again, it was the, the first half that's probably cost us, isn't it? Yeah, I think in the first half we were too much focused on the defensive task. Uh, that's why we sit back a bit too much. Uh, and we let the opponent uh, managing the game and the ball. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we didn't create too much chances. Except this penalty, uh, uh, we were a bit unfortunate. Uh, um, they didn't create too much. In the second half, uh, we opened the game because we had... To take, to, to take more risks, but I think we show a great face. Uh, we are a bit unlucky. We are closer to to make the draw than to lose. Um, but uh, you know, and then uh, it's football. Um, but I think uh, we can uh, build something from from the second half. Uh, we show the the team is ready to be more concurrent, and that's uh, what we want to see uh, every weekend. I can see you freezing, you guys. So yeah, I'll sorry. Ask, I'll just ask that you. You've been here a long time. You've yeah. seen good runs, bad runs. We're in a tough run at the moment. Yeah. How do we get out of it? When I see the spirit that we showed in second half, uh, I feel better, much better than uh, after Brighton um, or even Liverpool. Even if we Liverpool against Liverpool, we we kept fighting in the second half. But uh, today, uh, today we were brilliant in, in the second half. Uh, the guys uh, who came on. Uh, try to push, try to do everything to, to change the game. Um, I think today, in the second half, uh, we show that we are still a team, uh, that we have still the desire to to compete and, and to win. And uh, So, yeah, 
like you said, uh, it's been now three games in a row uh, uh, with the defeat taste, uh, but I think we are close to be back. Jose, lots of positives to take from that second half performance. Agree. Second half, yes. Uh, first half was not easy. Uh, they were dominating us. Um, they create uh, some unbalance in, in, in our left side. It was not easy. But the reality is that um, they scored on that penalty. Um, after that, no problems, no panic, no big chances. And the game, of course, was more in their hands in the first half, but nothing coming out of out of that um, in the second half completely different uh, we were the best team we were uh, pressing higher recovering the ball faster uh, putting more people in in attacking uh, uh, areas and i believe in the second half we deserve more than what we we got so the the negative feeling of a defeat doesn't change but you can take some positivity you can uh, walk tomorrow in the in the training ground as a player, as a coach, with the feeling that uh, uh, we are together. The players, they gave what they could give, what they have to give in the second half. Uh, the limitations we have, uh, we showed. Uh, the qualities we have, uh, we also try to show. And at least um, that positivity. But it's hard to lose a, a game with, um, with that penalty. It's not even a penalty where uh, it's a dangerous situation. It's, um, it's not easy. Again, it's small details, isn't it, at this level? Just small details, yeah, small, that penalty, big. missing a couple of chances. But yeah, small, big, small, big yeah, details, small, big. Uh, you know. Against Liverpool, in the first half, we were good. In the first half, we had we had the game completely under control. Very unlucky with the Sony goal uh, disallowed. Um, and then we, we can see the goal in that goal. Uh, our goals are normal. The goals we concede are normally that goal is nothing like the opponent, amazing action, incredible, something unstoppable. It's never like that. So it's, it's hard to take. But I, I saw the players in the second half trying everything that was in, in their hands. If you look ahead to West Brom, um, Sam Allardyce, I'm sure you've had some battles with Sam down the years. It'll be another one on Sunday, won't it? Yeah, it's a big battle because uh, for different reasons, uh, they need a uh, victory and we need the victory. Uh, they need to get out of where they are and we need also to get out of where we are. So it's a big game and uh, with Big Sam it's never easy. He will bring his team uh, very well organised defensively. They will try uh, to block us and try counter-attack or set pieces where uh, Big Sam teams are always very, very strong. But it's a game that we have to win. So we need to get a bit of momentum going again and that second half performance can take that into Sunday, can't we? Yeah, with some limitations that we, that of course we we, we show uh, the players that we miss, of course, are very important players uh, uh, for us. Our our situation will definitely improve when when the guys are, are are back. But in this moment, they are not here, and we have to improve without them. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the podcast again. Uh, the game the weekend. I'll be honest, I'm not really looking forward to. I'm sure uh, Tottenham fans will be looking to get back to winning ways and find a bit more consistency and I don't think they'll have a better opportunity the weekend against a pretty lowly West Bromwich Albion side after a a real poor run of form and a very poor result away at Sheffield United, a game which was more than 
must win to keep us in the fight for staying in the Premier League. But I think that's very much gone now. I think Albion will see this as a bit of a free hit, really. There's not a lot going for them at the moment. Other teams are picking up results around them. How they're set up against Tottenham, I'm really not that sure. Um, There's a lot of new signings that have come in over January. They have backed Allardyce. How many have then come straight into the starting eleven? We'll get to see in terms of formation, I guess you may look at going back towards a, a five at the back. We've been playing a kind of four four one one in most games with Pereira tucking behind the lone striker, but nothing's really quite clicked and he's our talisman Pereira, you know, if you can get the ball to him and get the game flowing through him, he is one player that can make things happen. But it's obvious to see where our problems are. It's not so much in the scoring, although whenever you're down in kind of the bottom few teams, you'd always take a few more goals. We're just conceding so many goals. It's 50 goals conceded now in the Premier League, which is way too many if you want to go and stay up. It's a, I think we're on for the worst record in Premier League history, so we're leaving ourselves with little to no hope there. In terms of personnel at the back, I think Jay and Bartley will be the starting centre-backs. And there's obviously the little caveat to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who joined on loan from Arsenal on deadline day. I'm sure he'd love a goal against Tottenham or even a start against Tottenham. There's been a few questions about where he'll be playing. Apparently, he's joined Albion knowing that he'll get the game time in his preferred position of midfield. I actually think he'd be better suited to left-back in our system. But I could see him starting in the middle on the weekend, maybe dropping Livermore and filling him next to Snodgrass and Gallagher. And I think they are players that will need to utilise the weekend and they'll need to have good games in the middle, stop Tottenham getting on the ball. Obviously... You may say there's never a better time to play Tottenham without your talisman striker in Harry Kane. Are you going to struggle for goals without him? Obviously, the likes of Gareth Bale haven't quite uh, turned out how you would have liked them to. But um, yeah, looking forward to the game in terms of predictions, look, uh, I think even the most diehard Albion fan would struggle to see anything but a uh, Spurs victory here. I think we've got a fairly decent record against Tottenham. So actually, I may lean towards the draw. I think Tottenham may be licking their wounds a bit. And as I record this just before uh, you play Chelsea in the league, which is obviously a very important game for yourselves as you try to keep with that top four race, you'll see that as a big opportunity to take points off a near rival. And maybe you'll... uh, Look at that a little bit more and maybe look over the West Bromwich Albion game a little bit. We gave you really good games at the Hawthorns earlier in the season under Slavon Bilic that was though and it hasn't quite clicked under Allardyce although there was a good result away at Liverpool so maybe that's something to build off but then when you factor in the home results against the likes of Arsenal, Leeds, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa it hasn't gone too well for uh, Big Sam but yeah looking forward to the game weekend I'll be positive for once I'll go for a 1-1 draw and I'm looking forward to it thanks guys. Hi everyone this is Tom from the Albion and Isolation podcast I've been asked by the last word on Spurs to provide a preview into this weekend's game between uh, Spurs and West Brom. So just start off firstly with the uh, 
predicted lineups. So asking me to predict the uh, the West Brom lineup is like asking me to predict the uh, the lottery numbers because um, every week the team seems to be changing. Uh, I can't remember the last time that we played uh, consecutive same starting 11s. So um, one thing I can pretty much guarantee is that there will be um, different players coming in, especially after losing away at Sheffield United on Tuesday and the fact that we've had um, a few players come in during the uh, the transfer window. Again, regarding formation, um, not it's not been consistent at all, all season, especially under Allardyce. He does chop and change uh, the formations. So I know we've played three at the back with wing-backs and two up top. On Tuesday, we played a 4-4. 1-1. Uh, I actually expect him to play a 4-1-1 uh, again. Um, just maybe a change in personnel. So regarding the new players that we brought in, uh, we brought in um, Maitland Niles from Arsenal and we brought in uh, a Turkish defensive midfielder, so uh, Yokuzlu. So it's something that we've, we've missed all season, uh, having someone who can actually win the ball in the middle. So I'd assume he will start. Um now, with regards to whether Maitland-Niles will play in the middle, because I know Arsenal have, have asked whoever takes him on loan to play him in his preferred position as a centre midfielder, but I don't know if bringing in two brand new centre midfielders um, will be the way to go away uh, at Tottenham. So I think Livermore will play alongside uh, Yokuzlu, but I think Maitland-Niles might just play at right back just just for this game, just while we kind of I guess ease him into the to the squad. Uh, with regards to the, the the rest of the midfield, I think Matty Phillips will drop out and Snodgrass might play as a right midfielder with um, Robinson as a left midfielder. Now, the reason for that is because they're both playing on uh, the opposite kind of wing to their preferred foot. means that they'll naturally come inside, so we'll, we'll make it narrow uh, when we've got the ball, but also mainly when we haven't got the ball uh, because it just means that it's harder for teams to play through you if you've got kind of more bodies through the middle of the pitch. Uh, Pereira will play number 10, who's who's been in quite a good form recently. And then up front we'll have uh, Dejanja, uh, who's the, the, the new striker. With regards to tactics, I think offensively... Um, Allardyce is well known that he's not a possession-based manager. He likes to play um, direct style of football. He likes to get people in the box, uh, big players. So um, what, we, what we've been doing recently is kind of hitting the channels quite well. Now, I think with Dianya at front, he does run the channels and he provides a, a physical presence compared to what Grant and Robinson have done previously. So that won't change. Um, so I think the hope is to kind of get the ball just in behind the Spurs back line and turn them and just get bodies further up the pitch because obviously the closer you are to goal, the more chance we've got of scoring. Um, it's quite clear that we, we kind of like to play on the counter-attack, especially uh, when we're away to teams who like to dominate possession. So we'll play on the counter, but I have noticed uh, recently as well, when, when we are playing on the counter, we're not scared to get bodies in the box now, which is quite good to see. So again, I, I expect that a lot of trying to play on the counter and just get bodies in the box, trying to score goals that way. Without the ball, um, Spurs will will no doubt dominate possession. So the idea will be just to remain nice and compact. Okay, not let um, Tottenham play through us too easily, especially reducing any space in behind the back line because uh, Spurs front three uh, got a lot of pace and they're happy and they want to be able to kind of run in, into the space in behind. So I expect us to play quite deep and we've just got to be careful about tracking tracking runners. So I think that the main thing is just to uh, minimise any space to, to play through. 
play through and in behind. Now regarding the predicted results, so when it comes to playing Spurs away, we haven't got too much of a, of a bad record. We're saying, saying that we've only won one game in the last eight, but we drew five of them. Um, and, the, and the two defeats we've had, we lost one game 1-0. One uh, so again, another tight game. Uh, we did lose 4-0. So we'll just kind of uh, remove that from the history books and not talk about that for now. But the games are normally quite tight. So I expect uh, a similar tight game. Now, I know at the Hawthorns, and when I was on uh, the podcast last time, I did say it was uh, it would have been a 2-2 draw in the game early in the season. Uh, obviously, we, we lost the game 1-0, but it was a close game. Um, and obviously, Spurs scored quite a late goal. So the fact that Tottenham haven't got Harry Kane playing, now he's a world-class player and without doubt Spurs miss him. So I think that's, that's a massive positive for Albion and we've got to go and approach the game in a positive way that we can get a result there. And, and I generally think that we could do. Um, we drew out Liverpool, we drew out Man City, so we can be hard to break down. So hopefully that's the case. So I'm going to go with um, the 1-1 the draw again. So hopefully that's the case from Albion's perspective because we, we need to keep getting points on the board. So hopefully it's a good game. Good luck to both teams. Boing, boing. Hello and welcome back to the final part of the last one on Spurs. I tell you what, these guys I've got here, I tell you, we might have to pay them you know, to try and keep them going here because it's been a long old season the way it's going. I think we've got to maybe have some stronger drinks on these uh, Zoom meetings that we have here to try and get us through these next couple of months because it's West Brom. To come at the weekend, the irony where Jose Mourinho has been labelled the Portuguese Sam Allardyce. And yet we face the man at the weekend, can you believe it? Jay, let's come round to you. West Bromwich Albion, 19th in the Premier League. A total of 12 points taken so far this season. Is this where Spurs get their season back on track? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. I didn't do oh, that. I genuinely believe that. Um, look, I mean, if, if you've got to make the decision now, if you want to throw away the league, um, I, I just I think the league's done for us. I, is, I'm just doing anything in the league. I don't is this the game, Jay, that tells us everything, doesn't it? I mean, if, if this game, if we can't no. beat West Brom, no. then... It's not, it's... Not, not for me, not for me. I, th- I, I was told that a while ago. <laughs> um, I mean, I predicted the draw against... Uh, no, sorry, I predicted the defeat to... Who did Bright- I Brighton, Brighton. Brighton, a defeat, I yeah. predicted the defeat to Brighton. I, I, I could see it coming for ages. I, I, honestly, for me, and I, I'm not being reactionary. It's not just because after the game, I felt this for a very long time. The league is done for us. We're not, I said, we're not changing the way we're playing. Um, I can't see how it turns around in the league for us. So, you know, if we if we want to continue to throw away the league, then you continue on with Jose Mourinho. Um, as I said, I think cup competitions and league competitions are two very different things. I think that we're a side that can potentially do well in the cup competitions because of the way we play. But in the league, it, you can't play like that and get, expect to get anything from it. So, no, I don't think this will be the turning point. I think we're a team that's so, so low on confidence. And I don't care how low on confidence West Brom are. They're down there because they're in poor form. And they're just a poor, not in poor form. They're just a poor team. And we're, we're mentally, we are really struggling at the moment. So I think that that mentality and us being so low... Is gonna it's gonna see us not get pick up the result that we want. I don't. I can't see us winning on the weekend. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't see it turning around. I, and I, I don't. It doesn't matter what the score is on the weekend for me. I, I think the league's finished for us. Lee, you speak about these next three games being absolutely pivotal. Being, I sure. say, you know, the, probably the mainstay now of Jose Mourinho's tenure at Spurs. What will change? What What do you think can change the weekend in order so Spurs can get themselves, you know, 
a win on the back of trying to, you know, some redemption, really? What's going to change in this game yeah, yeah. for you? Well, I think I slightly disagree with Jamie. I do, and and I, when I say slightly, I don't think this will be the turning point of the season, but I do think we'll win. And I, and I don't think it's actually about the result um, on, the, on, on the weekend. I actually think it's about the performance because for me, that's more important than, than just the three points. And that will give us an, uh, an inkling is to see whether he is willing to change if, if he has actually lost the players. Because West Brom have conceded 52 goals, right, in 22 matches. That is 2.4 goals per game that they've conceded. But I'm not being funny. If we go there and low block and don't attack and don't have two, three shots, you know, in, in you know in the first half, then that that is what's going to do it. And we still might win the game 1-0. But if we play like that, that's not going to change our season. What we need to do and what the players need to do and what Jose needs to do is clear their heads get rid of whatever we've just we, we've just witnessed and go into West Brom and go on a front foot and attack them and actually put them on the back foot, score early doors, which we've done against Wolves and we've done against other teams as well, score first and go again, score and go again. And that's what we need to do. We need to make sure that they know that we are in, in, a, um, uh, in the game and they're in the game. And we need to be aggressive in not punching people and going in battle of the bridge, but aggressive in our play, front foot, pressing, nicking the ball back and getting in opportunities. And then what we need to do when we've got the ball, we need to make the right decisions. There was, there was even tonight, two or three opportunities where we made the wrong decisions. I think in the first half, Carlos Vinicius had the ball and he's running hard and he should have weighed it in. If Kane's got that ball, Son scores. And, that, and, that, and that's the difference. Agree. And, 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 I can't, yeah. and I can't say, we can't guarantee that Son scores, but he does. If Kane passes that ball, if Kane gets that ball where Vinicius does, that's what, you know, Spurs score. So we have to make the right decisions. We have to make sure that we're together. We have to make sure that we're on the front foot and play. And, and almost Jose needs to go, do you know what, guys? They've conceded 52 goals. It's West Brom. Go out and express yourself. Shackles are off. Uh, yeah, shackles yeah. are off. Yeah. And, I'm, I, and yeah. I'm not saying he's going to do that. I'm not predicting <laughs> he's going to do that. But that's how I think that we need to do. If we come off that pitch, have, have, have had... 10 shots on target, we probably score four, and that's all of a sudden a confidence booster for City. I, I, Lee, I totally agree with you. Um, I just think, you know, when you look at it against Brighton, why haven't we done this earlier? We've said it so many times. That's the reaction that we want. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. And I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with everything you said. That's exactly what we need to do, but it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. I've said it, we've said it so many times this season. You know, we haven't changed against every single team we've played against. We played exactly the same way. And it's there's been multiple chances for him to go and change it. He hasn't. Uh, and it's, it's so hugely disappointing, frustrating. And unfortunately, that's that's why I'm not confident. That's why I'm just, I don't have any confidence at all. So I, I think Lee's spot on, but I unfortunately don't see him. Just to add, I know you want to bring Chris in as well, but just to add, if you if you look at the bottom, I'm just looking at it now, the bottom five or the bottom four or five teams in the Premier League, mm. um, we, we won pretty well at Sheffield United, to be fair, um, who are bottom at the moment. We scraped a 1-0 against West Brom. We drew 1-1 to Fulham. We scraped a 1-0 against Burnley and we drew 1-1 to Newcastle and we lost to Brighton. And we drew 1-1 to Wolves. And hang on a minute, we drew 1-1 to Palace. That's, that's, that is your bottom seven, and they were the results. So out of all of that lot, we only won one out of the bottom seven. Well, there's your, I was going to swear, sorry, listeners, but there's your problem. Are you having a freaking laugh? Actually, just walking through that now, that is an utter joke. 
So you've got to go there and you've got to, you've got to say, shackles so off, go yeah. and have a go, guys. I mean, <laughs> this is game plan, attack. Chris, it's easier said than done. I mean, Chris, do you anticipate there to be anything different to the way Spurs approach this game, to how we've approached the last five, six, seven, eight games? Can you see there being a change at all? No, I can't. I, I, I completely agree with Jamie for once. Um, you know, we, we know what's coming. Um, I agree with Lee in the fact that we know what we need to do and, and we, we, we want to see. Uh... How concerning is that, Chris, though, as fans, that we know what needs to be done differently, but yet we know the manager will not do that? Very. I, I, yeah, exactly. That, that is what's so frustrating. All of us are shouting at the TV. All of us are frustrated. Um, you know, social media has gone toxic, you know, about our manager. And uh, yeah, we all know what we want to see. Um, but we know what we're going to get. And uh, so does everybody else. Every every Premier League manager, every Premier League player, um, every opposing fan. Um, but when you look, West Bromwich Albion at home, you know, we're all debating whether we're going to get a win, whether we're going to scrape a 1-0 win against West Bromwich Albion. That's how bad it's got. That's how bad this season has got so, so quickly. You know, you, as you said, Rick, go from top of the Premier League to now, can we win against West Brom after three straight defeats? I can only see a 1-1 draw because I think the um, the, the yeah. players' confidence is so low. Jose yeah. Mourinho is so moody and, uh, you know, upset at the moment and frustrated, as we all are. And, you know, a 1-1 draw against West Brom, if you think it's toxic now, if, if we don't get the three points against West Brom and Jalbion, then serious questions need to be asked. And, you know, perhaps a decision does need to be made then. I don't know. Uh, because when you're thinking about that style... What must Daniel Levy think? You know, none of us are in the stadium, obviously, because of COVID. But Daniel Levy and the board are sitting in that stadium watching that football. What mm. must they be thinking? It can't, it, it, can't, it can't be good to watch and it can't be, you know, I think Jose Mourinho is going to be given extra time because had we had, you know, if we are all in the stadium now, mm. can you imagine what all of the, the, the frustrated fans oh, would be doing? Yeah, I mean, 60,000, could you imagine? I think, quite I think, I think Daniel Levy and the board was uh, doing a, f a few Amazon orders uh, during that game. They was on their phones. They were ordering some Amazon stuff or they was ordering some, <laughs> some bits and bobs from Ikea. Do you know what I mean? Just to uh, just to keep them uh, from falling asleep. Oh, honestly. <laughs> I'll tell you what, then. Let's, should we go around the panel, just get this prediction out of the way? Let's do it. I mean, Chris, did you, just, you said 1-1, one, one, Chris. Is that right? 1-1 one, 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 one for you, Chris? Yeah, West Bromwich Albion have got some new players. So, uh, of course, they <laughs> might come into the team. You know, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur, it's a difficult place mm. to go. <laughs> so. uh, you know, all, all joking aside, I mean, listen, I'm going to say, I think it will be 1-1. I think uh, we will stop the rot in terms of defeats, but I think we uh, we won't get the win we want and what we need. So, yeah, I, I'll also go 1-1. Uh, Jamie, what do you think? I mean, I'm not expecting there to be a massive drastic change, Jane, your recent predictions. What, what are you going for here? Um, no, no, funnily enough, no, I don't think I'll be going for a positive one. No, I'm... Uh... I'm going to go for one nil to West Brom. Um, really? Again, again, it's not. This is not me, and I hate being. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I hate being negative like this. Mm. But yeah. It's just the reality of where we are at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And, and I said West Brom are a terrible team. We've seen. Mm. Well. We're a side that is shot of confidence, and that's the biggest factor. And we're a side. Look, we we talk about the style of play. But it's now, as I said, it's transcended into there is no style of play. There is nothing about this team. They're not listening to the instructions. Um, and, and that's the most worrying thing. Um, if maybe we were, you know, there was a definitive style of play, then maybe it'd be less worrying. But it's just a complete mess at the moment. Mentally, we are absolutely battered. And that's why, that's why I'm predicting a defeat. It's not, again, it's nothing to do with me being knee-jerk straight after the game. It's mm. just the reality of the situation, unfortunately. 
Yep. Lee, to finish with you. I think well, I'm glad, glad I'm, to finish with me because I'm it's glad positive. I'm finishing with you. It's, yeah, it's positive, glad, but no, I positive. respect I respect your your predictions. I'm going for four nil. Um, I think we're gonna. I think Spurs we're gonna, or West Brom. <laughs> to, to West Brom, of course. <laughs> no, I'm going four nil. Double check. I double I'll check. I tell you what, I'm going for. I'm tell you what, I'm going four nil Tottenham. West Brom ain't kept a clean sheet in the Premier League since um, uh, since November the 28th when they won 1-0 at home to Sheffield United. They're absolutely woeful. They've let in 52 goals, 2.4 goals per game. And I think this is where we get our shooting boots back on. I'm not saying it's going to be a turning point, but this is this is where we get our shooting boots back on and, and, and actually sets up the City game at least to have some sort of confidence going in there. I think the people uh, that are doubting some of the, the attacking play, Son didn't have a chance or, or whatever. And I think Scott, Son will, uh, will grab a couple. Um, and I, th- I think we'll win, and I think we'll win well. And, and we'll keep a clean sheet. 4-0, Tottenham Hotspur. Well, what a show. What a way to end on it. Listen, guys, uh, just want to say a massive thank you to all of our listeners out there that are sticking with us during these difficult times. Listen, life's not easy in general, so even watching the football at the moment is a real, real difficult watch on the eye. Uh, listen to questions. We'll be back, hopefully, for the weekend. I hope you guys can understand. We're trying to turn these shows around in 10 minutes after full time. Always tricky. So they'll be back at the weekend. I'm sure you can get to us in your droves, hopefully talking about a Tottenham win. Let me say a massive thank you to our panel for somehow coming together to review that. I don't know how we did that. The wonderful Chris Cowling. Chris, God, it's not often we go through a show about saying trophies are coming, but I tell you, it's, it's a tough watch at the moment, Chris, to be fair. It's a tough watch, but, yeah. you know, obviously hoping as a Tottenham fan that we turn this around and, you know, climb up that league table because, yeah. you know, we, we want that Champions League. Of course we do. Yeah, we, 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 people... the club needs it. Yeah, some people might think I'm mad even suggesting Champions League football after that performance. But, Mm. you know, somehow if we can turn it around and get the three points against West Bromwich Albion at the weekend, I'll be a happy man. Do you know what I'd say, Chris, at the moment, I think I'd be embarrassed to be in the Champions League to worry about what performances would happen if it was in the Champions League on these kind of displays. But listen, uh, hopefully that's a debate we haven't got to have for a long time for the moment in terms of, you know, Champions League at the moment. I think we've got enough on our plate, to be honest. Jamie, thank you as always. Difficult at the moment, Jay, to be fair. Yeah, no, I'm I'm obviously very disappointed the way it had to be that show. Obviously, I do like being positive, but unfortunately, mm. it's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Uh, forget about league football. I look forward to coming of the Europa League coming back. Um, obviously, we play Wolfsburg soon, so I'm looking forward to the cup competitions. Mm. Uh, that's about all I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's see. Let's see. Yep. Wolfsburger. I'm not sure we'd even meet Burger King the way we're playing at the moment. That's, an, that's again, another situation we'll have to debate in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I tell you what, I wouldn't fancy our chances against anybody the way things stand. Lee, just to finish off with you, the only one of our panel predicting a win against West Brom at the weekend. Lee, thank you for giving us something to hold on to. Well, it, it might be unrealistic. It might be realistic. I mean, West mm. Brom are a bogey team, but I just got, I don't know, I just got a little feeling that, that yeah. you have to, in, in times of tough, when times are tough, you have to do it rock bottom. And, and I think, you know, <laughs> probably losing listeners are asking how much be worse could bottom. It yeah to be fair maybe we haven't hit it yet but yeah. I don't know I've just got a sneaky feeling that uh, you know an early goal and a, and, a, and a changing attitude which will really really uh, pro- propel us I just think if you go tuning up against West Brom the game's done and it can be whatever you want it to be so I ho- hope that's the case and I hope uh, I hope we succeed I-, I want the lads to succeed I want them to do well um, and-, and I hope we, uh, we-, we build on a win against West Brom going into that Everton game and then go uh, progress to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and then going into the City game with a bit of confidence. That's all you can do. Yep. Just get a bit of momentum back and we can do it. 
Agreed. Come on, you Spurs. Come on. Agree. Guys, listen, thank you as always for sticking by us. We'll be back after West Brom. Listen, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.